0: What is up? you? Studies. Happy Friday, everyone. Beautiful day. Brand new day. Brand new month, April 1st, 2022. No, you're not going to get any April Fools nonsense from me. Welcome to episode number 274 of. The study session. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz. Excited that you're joining me here. We are in draft month. A lot to talk about today. I'm going to get into defensive lineman versus quarterback in the first round. In addition to some other items Steelers related but as always thank you thank you thank you for being a supporter of the still study for listing reading sharing my work with your family and friends it truly does mean the world to me so thank you for that i would love to connect with you we could do that one of three ways you can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page you can hit me up via email at the at gmail.com and you can also give me a follow on twitter at stillstudy. would love to connect with you get your question comment feedback on the show every saturday i do the steelers saturday mailbag in which i do just that get your question comment feedback on the show you drive the content you make it happen would love for you to be a part of that so hit me up let's do it that's tomorrow And also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Steel City Insider. This week, I recorded an episode with Steel City Insider writer Matt Cecil. Check it out. Matt is super insightful. It's linked in the show notes. You don't want to miss it. And Jim and I will be back together here soon, probably next week sometime. And as I mentioned... On an earlier show this week, going to have a special guest on the Still Study podcast next week. Very excited about that. I'm not revealing who that will be, but stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, study it's Friday. It's April. The draft is going to be here before you know it. And things are heating up. Things are getting exciting. Before we start talking Steelers, Bruce Arians. Remember him? Former offensive coordinator for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Back in the day, buds with Big Ben. He has retired from head coaching with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He now has a position in the front office. Todd Bowles was promoted to head coach. And there is speculation circulating that Brady's return had something to do with it, that possibly Brady said the only way he would return is if Arians weren't there. Who knows? Again, it's all speculation. I'm not feeding into those rumors but was a bit curious to see that after – well, not right after, but about a month after Tom Brady reported his return, we see Bruce Arians step away from coaching once again. makes you wonder if he retired like he retired from offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh or if he actually did retire – but again, new head coach in Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles. Bruce Arians moves on to the front office of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what I wanted to spend some time talking about, and this is not a new concept or new argument that I've talked about on the, the study. I have discussed this on a previous study session and probably even on one of the Still Study podcasts. And the reason I bring it back up is because I had a good conversation with Matt Cecil over on the Insider earlier this week when we talked about likely picks at number 20 for the Steelers. He had a great argument about the Steelers turning this defense into a juggernaut and that one step they can take to make this front seven even better is to draft a defensive lineman, one of the kids out of Georgia, preferably a player who could play that nose spot, and it makes a ton of sense. I get it. You had a very porous running defense last year, hemorrhaged a significant number of yards. Having someone to bolster the interior of that defense could free the inside backers up to shut down the run. I get it. It makes sense. For me, though, you have to keep in mind how much a player is on the field and how much they contribute per game. If you look at a defensive lineman, especially a nose tackle in this Steelers defense, in the base defense they're not on the field a great deal of time. How many times, and I'm not sure what the average breakdown is, I'm sure we can find that statistic, but what's the percentage of time that the Steelers are actually in a base defense when they are using a nose tackle, When where they would use a big-bodied, massive player in the middle of a defense, it's got to be less than 60%, if not less than 50%. So that's where my question of value comes into play. And is a first round draft selection worth an interior defensive tackle, a nose tackle? Now, some of these players that potentially could be available or versatile, especially if we're talking about the Georgia prospects, but you can find a massive space eater at nose tackle later in this draft. You don't necessarily have to burn that number 20 pick on such a prospect. And so that's my Biggest concern, unless you're getting a guy at number 20 on the defensive line who is outstanding and who can play the nose but can also play D tackle, who has versatility. I don't see the value there. Where I do see the value for this team, and I haven't even hit on the depth that's available on the defensive line, I'm assuming to it returns. I know what they say about making assumptions. But I'm assuming to it returns. I'm assuming Alulu Alou is going to be healthy. I'm assuming Montrevious Adams is going to be better in his second year, having a full year within the system. I'm assuming Louder Milk is going to be better. So there's a lot of assumptions, but I want to see those things play out. I'm not pulling the trigger on a, a defensive lineman. Plus, how how often does it occur where a D-lineman contributes effectively in year one? What makes more sense to me is drafting a quarterback and hear me out. You're not drafting a quarterback to come in and play right away, first year. So whether it's Willis, Pickett, Ritter, Corral, Howell, the ideal scenario for them will be to come in and sit. Mitch Trubisky or Rudolph gets their opportunity. The rookie gets a chance to learn, to grow, to develop. But think of this. Just in terms of the percentage of time that a player touches the football or has control over the outcome of a play, compare the value of an quarterback to that of a nose tackle, a defensive lineman. There's no comparison. Because it's 100% of the time on the offensive side of the football. And again, I get it. You're not going to get that return on investment year one, but that's just another reason why you have to make that move now so that player is ready to go year two should the Trubisky experiment not work out should the Mason-Rudolph experiment not work out. But only if the Steelers believe there is a guy in this top five who can be their franchise quarterback for the next 10, 12 plus years. And as I have said all along, that guy is out there. They believe And probably a few of these guys, they've done their homework, they've done their due diligence, and I'm sure they're not done with that. You're probably going to see all five of them have scheduled visits to Pittsburgh. But again, in terms of value, the greater value to me is at the quarterback position, even though it may not pay dividends right away in year one. I already feel like this defense is shaping up to be outstanding just with the additions they've made so far. Not just in terms of personnel, but also in terms of coaching with Brian Flores. That's going to bring an added dimension of expertise and complexity to this unit. I think we're going to see improved play across the board. I think we may even see T.J. Watt have a better year this year than he did in 2021 if they could right the ship on that defensive line. And also taking into consideration too, Alex Highsmith is going to be one year better. He's going to be entering his third year as an outside backer. Hopefully, Devin Bush has fully recovered from his ACL by that point. You're pairing him with Miles Jack. That inside backer unit is improved. The defensive line is healthy. Hopefully there's a a rejuvenated, refreshed Stephon Tuitt out there. Cameron Sutton will have an additional year of experience under his belt at corner. You have to like what Akello Witherspoon did in those final games of the season. What is Levi Wallace going to provide off the bench? Minka Fitzpatrick, what more can we say about him? That lingering question surrounds that strong safety position. And we know it's just a rumor there's nothing to confirm that an offer has been made. We know the contact has occurred between Tyron Matthew and Mike Tomlin, but we don't know what is going to happen at the strong safety position yet. But anyway, it never gets old. Steelers football never gets old. It's fun, it's exciting, and it's only going to heat up even more as we move closer to round one of the 2022 NFL Draft. Man, can't get get it going. And studying, 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 studying. Happy Friday to you all. Have a tremendous, a wonderful, an amazing April 1st. I hope you have an absolutely special, rewarding, prosperous, healthy, fruitful, delightful, spectacular month of April I would love to connect with you let's do that one of three ways comment, email Twitter, you know how to do it check out the other podcast I do on Jim Wexel's site, the Still City Insider Podcast it is linked in the show notes most recent episode with Matt Cecil and as we close out another week and head into the weekend Please remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my black and gold brethren, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.